Welcome to Debt Free Degree, the podcast that can help you help your teen attend college with less debt and more success. Denise's two homeschooled kids attended college on $199,000 in scholarships for four years debt free with cash left over. We're starting a movement to help all parents figure this out so you and your teen can rest easy and look forward to living the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Denise Thomas. Hi, I'm Denise Thomas, your debt-free college coach. And today I want to talk about the PSAT exam, which is coming up in October for most high school juniors. If you have a junior, listen up. But if you have an eighth, ninth, or 10th grader, this is for you as well. Although the exam only counts in the junior year, studies show that those who take it in the early year years for practice score 15 points higher in the junior year when it does count. So if you have an eighth through 11th grader, you need to hear this. I believe there is more misinformation and assumptions on this topic by well-meaning individuals and well-meaning professionals than anything else related to the high school to college process. Here are a few of the often repeated myths surrounding the PSAT exam. Number one, it's just a practice SAT test, so my kid doesn't have to take it seriously. Or, my kid is only taking the ACT, so there's no reason to take the PSAT since it's only a practice for the SAT. Here's the reality. The PSAT is not a practice test. It has been used as a practice test, and the well-meaning yet misinformed have called it a practice SAT for as long as I can remember. This is not a practice test. Its title is the preliminary SAT. However, the PSAT is the qualifying exam for the National Merit Scholarship. I'm not sure who started the rumor that it's a practice SAT, but it's not. Now, before moving on to myth number two, if you want to learn more about this subject and others regarding high school to college and how to do it debt-free, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Myth number two, the other myth that is also perpetuated by individuals and professionals alike is that very few people win the National Merit Scholarship. You have to really be at the top academically to win. But here's the reality. There are eight thousand National Merit Scholars winners every year. Name for me one other scholarship that has 8,000 first place winners. Also, there are four levels of win for this exam. Commended, semifinalist, finalist, and scholar. Every one of those accolades goes on your student's resume or list of honors and awards on their college applications and scholarship applications. About 1.6 million students in some 22,000 high schools enter the National Merit Scholarship competition annually, but you are only competing against the students in your state. Commended is at the top 96 percentile and is approximately 50,000 winners every year. About 16,000 of those 50,000 are semifinalists. 
15,000 of the 16,000 advance to finalist standing, and about 8,000 make it to scholar. In addition, about 1,500 program participants who are below finalist level receive special scholarships provided by over 400 corporate sponsors. Myth number three, the National Merit Scholarship isn't very much money, so it's not that important. Well, that's correct. The money won by the scholar level and given by the National Merit Scholarship Corporation isn't huge. It's about $2,500. Not a lot, but it's more than you had in the bank yesterday. However, the National Merit Scholarship is so much more than the money from the scholarship corporation itself. First, it can mean big money. There are over 100 colleges and universities that give scholarships for national merit. At least 50 give full tuition, and there are some that even give a full ride, meaning tuition, fees, room, board, books, and maybe even a laptop. There are also college scholarships, although fewer for finalists, semifinalists, and commended students. Another aspect to consider, people like winners. That's one reason some scholarship applications and colleges ask what scholarships and awards your student has won to date. One of the ways colleges are ranked is by the number of National Merit Scholars who attend their school. So when it comes to college admission and being accepted to your first choice college, there's a good chance being a National Merit Scholar or finalist will be in your favor. There is a lot riding on this exam. You and your team should take it seriously. There are free practice exams online. At the very least, do that. Got a ninth or 10th grader? Your team can and should take the PSAT for practice at the high school in both ninth and 10th grades. Take the actual PSAT with the 11th graders, not the PSAT 8-9 or the PSAT 10, if the high school offering the test will allow it. Why? Because taking it with the juniors will be much less distracting since the juniors should be taking it seriously. Also, the 8-9 and the 10 are easier exams. They were designed for 8th, 9th, and 10th graders. If you homeschool, you must contact local schools and get a written commitment that they will have an exam for your child. Schools order exams well in advance of the test, so it's not a bad idea to begin making these calls in the spring before the exams are held in October. Right now, we have two months from the exam date, so start making those calls. If you are in a traditional school, you still need to ask if your school is giving the exam. Not all high schools do. You may have to make arrangements for your team to take the exam at a different school. I personally know a valedictorian whose high school did not give the PSAT exam and no one mentioned it to her. That's money left on the table. I spoke briefly of eighth grade earlier. If you have an eighth grader now, you should contact the high school this spring and start talking about having your soon to be ninth grader take the exam at their new high school in the fall. Why am I so passionate about the PSAT? Because both my kids won $8,000 due to taking this one exam. 
They took it for practice in both ninth and 10th grades as recommended. Just like preparing for the ACT or SAT, they studied and took practice tests. I practice what I preach because it matters. I want you to win just like my kids did. And that's my rant for today. Stop the madness. If you know someone who needs this info, share it. If you want more of this valuable information, check out the show notes and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. I'm Denise Thomas, your debt-free college coach. Thanks for listening to the show. Please rate and review the podcast, download and share with friends. You can go to debtfreedegreepodcast.com for more info and free downloads. Once again, that's debtfreedegreepodcast.com. See you next time.